We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, thank you very much, Gary. Appreciate it. It is 8.05 on this Wednesday morning. It's the 18th day of October 2023. I'm John Reed, and we're glad you're with us here on News Radio WRVA. And real quick, I want to tell you, those tickets are flying for Politics and Pints coming up on Wednesday, November the 1st, uh, down in Hopewell at the Beacon Theater. Had this little meeting where we're talking about the plans for politics and bites seems like it's really going to be a great event have you ever been to this before where yeah it's it's kind of a raucous night of political hmm, discussion probably doesn't do it that's not that that's not an accurate statement it's not discussion it and it's not really debate it's uh, it's a little more contentious than that hopefully entertaining i think everybody's been to the uh, previous episodes of politics and pints now jeff katz um, and Howard Gutman, uh, Howard Gutman, of course, representing the Democrat perspective on stage, the former ambassador to Belgium under President Obama. And uh, I will all be on stage and, you know, we will talk about some of the controversial issues of the day. I have no doubt we will discuss what is happening on the other side of the planet uh, with the war. Who knows what will have occurred by November 1st? Uh, it will be one, less than a week away from the elections here in Virginia. So what does that look like? You know, the, the final surprise will uh, probably have hit from some of these different campaigns. So I think we're going to have lots to talk about. It should be very entertaining. And former Virginia Governor Doug Wilder will be with us for at least a part of the the program to offer his perspective on what's happening in Virginia. You get to see all of this live at the Beacon Theater Get your tickets before they sell out at WRVA.com. And I think maybe, I think I'm going to be live in Hopewell for a special edition of Read on the Road this Friday because I've never been to the Beacon Theater. And I'm really curious to go check it out before I got to do a show there. It's not like it's a Broadway show or anything, but I'm curious. Yeah, I love to visit these historic sites all around Virginia. And why not go check out the Beacon Theater and see what the seats look like in the theater itself. Talk a little bit about the history of Hopewell before we head down there for Politics and Bites. So get your tickets at WRVA.com. All right, it's 8.08 on this Wednesday morning. And speaking of historic sites uh, across Virginia, Maybe five years ago, Alonzo and I visited Poplar Forest, which looks, if you squint, it looks a lot like Monticello. And, and you realize, wait a minute, this is another property uh, associated with the third president of the United States, Thomas Jefferson. It's a really unique property. It's got its own very unique uh, story. And Allison Ramsey is the president and CEO of Poplar Forest and the organization that keeps that property uh, visible to modern Americans. And Allison is with us this morning. I'm really appreciative of um, of your visiting with us. What do you what do you think of the current mindset in Virginia when it comes to the preservation movement, as opposed to um, you know those who are very hypercritical of all of our uh, past 
leaders and presidents and founding fathers who seem to have an axe to grind. And good morning to you, Allison. Good morning. Good morning, John. Thanks for having me on. Oh, I'm glad you're here. Um, Yeah, I'm here (laughs) to have this um, opportunity to speak to you all today. Um, We think the state of preservation in Virginia um, is, you know, in in great shape at this point in time. Um, We were recently honored by Preservation Virginia um, with a trustees award and um, excellence for our work in restoring poplar forest and sharing it um, with Virginians and, and the world, um, along with several other um, organizations that are doing very important work in the preservation world. So I think it's it's in good shape and, and being very well supported um, by, you know, the Commonwealth. Yeah, well, we were uh, there. So- it looked like, uh, if I remember correctly, the living room, you, you had people in there kind of restoring some elements. How bad did it get at its worst uh, with the decline of this property? I mean, a lot of the properties that are historic today that we go to visit, if you rolled back 100 years ago, uh, I mean, they were in really bad shape. Right. Well, if I can step back a little bit... Um, so the Corporation for Jefferson's Poplar Forest, which is the private nonprofit that um, that I work for, mm-hmm. that is restored uh, poplar forest, uh, was founded in 1983 uh, when we rescued poplar forest from being advertised for commercial sale. Um, Thank it was goodness. actually being okay. ad- ad- advertised and um, suggested that it could possibly be a bed and breakfast or a restaurant, um, and it it really wasn't in a state of disrepair as much as it had been radically changed by um, the owners post-Jefferson, the families that owned the property after Jefferson's time and after his death, because it was a very personal, intimate retreat designed for one man, for Jefferson. Um, And, you know, he would come mostly by himself or with an enslaved manservant or one or both of his two granddaughters, Ellen or Cornelia, uh, Randolph, and so the house really wasn't suitable for the families that owned it after him. So they made changes, such as you know creating um, a second room in that dining room that you mentioned. So they had actually lowered the ceiling and made that into a two-story room. Um, um, they bricked up yeah. windows and and changed door locations to kind of fit more with the architectural fashion of the day and to accommodate their needs. And then the house had plumbing and electricity. So, um, so it, you know, the shell of the building was in, in great condition because it's a brick building. Um, but the, the interior had been radically changed. And part of that also had happened not only because of their needs as growing, you know, families, but the house burned in 1845. Um, it was a major three day long fire. Um, and so that, provided sort of the impetus for making some changes uh, when the family that was owning it at the time that owned it, the Hutter family, was living there. So, um, we, so yeah. Our we first- enjoyed the visit. I thought it looked great, and, and it looked uh, uh, refreshed in many ways and, and uh, true to the, to the designs that were on display in the museum. You know, one of the things that I've noticed as I've traveled around the country is that a lot of these historic sites seem to be run today by people who have contempt for the people who built them and lived there the families and the individuals who used to be so revered and there is um i don't want to say an obsession but uh uh in my opinion kind of an unbalanced 
desire to focus on the enslaved peoples rather than tell the story of why this person and this house in which they lived has been preserved for so long. I mean, it is a balancing act. How do you all how do you manage that? And I assume you like Thomas Jefferson or you're at least fascinated by him <laughs> if you took this job, right? Uh, of course, uh, yes, okay. and hold him in high high regard. Um, and obviously, he uh, was not without his his flaws, um, as we all are. But um, you know, our we we pride ourselves on taking a very balanced approach, um, and I feel like we've done a very good job with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we our our mission is really to you know preserve the retreat and the plantation inspire exploration of Jefferson's legacy and also tell the stories of everyone who lived and worked at Poplar Forest, the free and enslaved people. Um, and, you know, we've done decades of archaeological uh, excavation and research that has really uh, brought out a lot of the stories about, you know, at its peak, there were 94 enslaved individuals living at Poplar Forest. And we do want to have more uh, avenues to tell their stories and spaces recreated where people can go and learn about how they were living on the plantation, how they interacted with Jefferson, just tell right. the stories of their lives. I mean, we, we know the horrors of slavery and we're, we're certainly not trying to, you know, kind of, you know, make that the focus. Our focus has really been on bringing forth the humanity of these families who were yeah. here year round. You know, Jefferson was obviously the reason why a lot of people you know come to Poplar Forest why it's so important but their lives and their stories are are very important and um, it's interesting some of the places some of the places I've been to Allison I I leave and I think well I didn't even hear about the person who lived here who was the main (laughs) individual it's the the focus has changed so much so I'm pleased that there is a a thought process behind balancing that and I don't want to run out of time without asking you about the reason you're in Richmond, which I understand is to start planning for the 250th birthday party for the United States. Uh, I remember the bicentennial in 1976, and here we are at 250. What In the last 60 seconds, is there anything really unique that we can expect here in Virginia? Can you spill the beans a little bit? (laughs) Well, it's it's, um, all public information uh, if you go to the Virginia 250 Commission website. But um, that group is extremely hardworking and um, putting together lots of great programs um, with more information to come. But um, Virginia is going to lead the way for this 250th. You know, we are uh, as Harley Fiorina put it yesterday, the crucible. Um, so, you know, I think Virginia has a, a major role to play. You know, all the founding fathers were from here, and this is where, where it all began. So it's an exciting time, and I'm, I was really pleased to hear all the plans yesterday and looking forward to kind of plugging Poplar Forest into those and also um, creating some of our own, you know, new programs. So, yeah. well, and I'm I excited about it. It's a great opportunity for, for Virginia. Yeah, it, it really is. And I hope um, your listeners will visit our website, poplarforce.org, and, and come see us. We're about 10 miles outside of Lynchburg. Um, we've got a great new walking trail and a brand new road, so there's lots to do. And all of our events are on our website. We've got a great wine festival coming up on November 11th. you got good stuff. Well, maybe we'll do a read on the road there in 2024. I appreciate the chance to talk to you. Allison Ramsey is the president and CEO of Poplar Forest, Thomas Jefferson's retreat. Thank you very much.
Well, thank you. Have a great day. Thanks All so right. much. It's 817, and we'll be back with a look at the weather and some more headlines in just a moment on News Radio WRVA. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.